Yeah, I'm sorry about earlier. Scott was fucking around, making me laugh. Yeah, you guys were fucking <laughs> fucking like you were like literally yeah. changing the fucking. We, we, need, we need to change. Yeah, we need like, to change. Like, what the fuck were you doing? Like cat piss. <laughs> oh, so now the, did the cat fucking pee on I them again? Know, but we might need to oh. invest. Oh, sniff your microphone. Well, don't smell cat Whatever. It's fine. And I, I tried, think you would have noticed tried, right away. I tried, and it didn't. And then I was thinking, it was hilarious because look over. Yeah, Scott, Scott. All right, so I guess we need to check the uh, microphone cases I'll, for cat I'll chip piss in. I'll buy the it. covers. They can't be that much. Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grit. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. To the Grit City Podcast, I am Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff, and today's safe word is housing market. <laughs> those are those two words there, sir. I mean, unless you put it all together on that. And that's a good safe word to have today because we are joined with our good friend, my good friend, Byron, Byron Pullen. And Byron, how are you doing, dude? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here again. Yeah, we're going to get you all in on this because... Uh, I've known you for uh, years now. Yeah. We'll just put it at years at this point. And uh, we started off uh, totally different worlds from where we're at now. But in the same point, uh, I didn't even realize when I moved to Tacoma that you lived in University Place. Yeah. I made made that commute every day. (laughs) Yeah. To to (laughs) Seattle every single day. Which is frankly amazing. I used to live in University Place when I was a kid. So right. it was like, I was like, oh, shit, that's super cool. And then you go down to University Place and it's nothing like it was before. Except, no, no. Like a lot of the a lot of the neat, weird things that were down there have uh, been bulldozed away. I heard there was a pizza place that used to play organ music. Yeah, Pizza and Pipes. We talked about that about a billion times. <laughs> Still pretty sure that it was burned down for insurance reasons, but yeah, you never know. Um, but yeah, so living around that area was super fun to see uh, see that. And it was like, oh, we'll be able to hang out some more. And we do. We party every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, need to make it more frequent, absolutely. And I'm uh, really excited party. to be doing that. Yeah. Justin like, doesn't party. I do party. Dude, I have parties at my house. Thank you very much. You've been a part of them. Oh, yeah. You've almost caused a fight in one of them. I didn't cause oh. anything. That's not true. None you, of that is true. You you aggravated <laughs> well, a person. I do. I do go to your parties. That part was true. <laughs> but um, you are a uh, you work in the realty market as a now. Are you a realtor or is that a whole thing? Because I know that was like a whole thing that you can't use that word unless you're like in some sort of like conglomerate, some guild, some I don't know, some Illuminati or something like that. There's a secret handshake and a password. And it's 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 a whole lot of cloak and dagger, so I can't really speak too much about it. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yes and no is the answer. So yes, I am a realtor. Okay, uh, there is a distinction between a real estate agent, a broker, and a realtor. Um, the National Association of Realtors. If you are not a member of that association, then you you cannot call yourself a realtor. You mm-hmm. cannot use that designation on marketing materials, on email signatures, your cards, etc. So uh, there is a higher standard that realtors are held to. Oh, uh, there's an entire ethics course that you have to take. Um, 
additional coursework and obligations and and whatnot. So uh, yes, there is a there there is a higher standard that realtors are are held to than just your average everyday run of the mill agent or broker. I like that it was more than just like a marketing thing too. Like he's like you have to go through these things to ensure that yep. uh, I guess the safety and the protection of uh, of your clients really at that point in time and your own reputa- reputation as well. Of course, uh, everything hinges upon that uh, word of mouth. You you stand on any street corner and you throw a rock in any direction, you're going to hit 15 realtors or, or agents <laughs> or you know real estate professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, setting yourself apart and being able to hold yourself higher and then also have your clients know that you not only you unequivocally have their best interests Mm -hmm. in mind and so it's uh uh uh, and i love the fact that you're doing this because it's in the south sound area and what are the areas that you cover do you cover like university place where you live or whereabouts do you cover uh, yes, uh, I cover there. My office is there. So I'm with Windermere uh, oh, real nice. estate, okay. uh, our office, Windermere chambers Bay. Uh, so we're on Bridgeport right across from bliss ice cream, oh, uh, nice. which yeah. is super dangerous. We have mod pizza and bliss ice cream. It's right across from urban float too. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like mod pizza and the, oh, the place, the, the fire chicken bowl place, uh, gallows. Yeah. Uh, is now, yep. Oh, that stuff is good. Yeah. Again, very Never dangerous there. to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, you're like right there in the heart of, um, I mean, essentially what would be down town university place at this point yep really ever since um the uh, the u.s open came to town and that whole area blew up it did yeah uh, and now yeah city hall is is there mm-hmm. uh, council uh, police sta- it's, it's all right I, rem- there. I remember when the library was first built there like and now it is just like the centerpiece like everything was built out of that it's kind yep. of crazy to see all of that it, it's the anchor of that in that uh that whole bridgeport development there that whole foods used to be a denny's and the Taekwondo Dojo Uh-oh. that Brogan and I went to in our youth. That's where it all started. Yeah, that was it really was. He was a he was I think he was a black belt at that time at Taekwondo. Oh, my. When I was just starting and I got I got my high yellow belt until it, it I gave up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, you know well, I mean, you're getting your sure. ass kicked by Brogan every day. I'd quit. It too. wasn't. I never got my ass kicked by Brogan. I got my mass my ass kicked by Master Pack. Oh, okay. he was he was a monster. He was the kind of guy who you would do the 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 butterfly stretches where you put your feet together and stick your knees out, and he would stand on my knees and yeah. hop on them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it sucked. That's I mean probably why I quit, but also because I couldn't learn Korean and needed to do that. Oh, yeah, that was really it's kind of sad. But anyway, so yeah, that whole area has like it's changed exponentially. Absolutely, uh, still in the works too. So down used to be the old business district. So down on twenty uh, seventh and Grandview, that it's kind of been sitting empty right now. Lefties is really the only thing, and UP yeah. Station is there as well. And that was that used to be like where the Red Apple Market was, yep. and like the DMV for a little while. Like a whole bunch of stuff was in there, and it's been like a it it's a like it's a ghost town sort of look on that like old west ghost town like really dilapidated yeah early early 2010s i believe it was there was a developer that came in to do some things with it and they started digging in the ground and they found some chemicals and things toxic toxic soil um, imagine that uh and so yeah so that had to stop feasibility studies fees and costs and everything is through the roof and so i believe there is now a new developer that has come in i don't know the details but there there are plans to nice. do things with that area that corner now that'll cool. be i mean that'll be a really kind of a nice area in that aspect uh too just any sort of those building up 
Uh, I know that we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of new buildings and stuff, like even right around here in Tacoma, which makes it interesting because I don't know. Like I like to see something like when you see like Sixth Avenue, what they did on like Sixth and Alder with the Trapper Sushi thing mm-hmm. and turn it into multi-use. Like I like that aspect of stuff, and I feel that kind of relieves a lot of like the housing issues, but also business issues as well. Uh, I just hope that they can do that all affordably without like trying to gouge people. That would be nice, and that's been the hot button mm-hmm. issue. In the last handful of years, especially with the market that we've got now, uh, that's been the hot hot topic is sustainability, affordability, affordable mm-hmm. housing, um, density, urban yeah. density. A lot of cities are are talking about that. Um, I sit in on the UP Planning Commission oh, meetings, really? wow. um, and so that's that's their topic is trying to ease some of the barriers for developers to come in and <clears throat> increase land use and again multi multi-family developments or properties and and trying to increase some of that density sustainably while not whilst at the same time trying to keep single family residences uh, the the market prices where they should be and, yeah. and again it's it's a it's a very slippery slope one way or the other and again there's no easy solution there's no one solution so that uh, a lot of uh, municipalities now are that's their focus over the next they're long as they're putting together their long-term plans for the city it's interesting in just the simple fact of like you need to kind of be on the uh, the pulse of that um do you do any sort of business stuff or is it all mostly like uh the single family housing situations i i don't do commercial um that's Mm -hmm. a that's a separate entity um not involved with that it is just uh, single family residences um pre-owned so i don't do new construction either i can represent buyers in that side of it if they're looking at to go into a, a new construction development uh but no 99.999 percent of everything i do is all single family pre-owned residences and i mean that's really a big thing going on right now because we've seen it in the last couple of years like we bought our house about four years ago in tacoma it's a 1951 house, so it's about 70 years old, and uh, the housing market at that point was just starting to like really ramp up. It was getting to the point where people were putting in offers above the offer and just even then still potentially getting bid out on. And even with us, they were asking a certain price, and we asked over because the house had literally just gone on the market. It was going to open house that weekend. And our our realtor was like, well, it's probably going to be going for this much, no matter what, you might as well put that in before any other, you know, before it gets into a bidding war. And we did. And it was literally the next day we got uh, agreement of mutual acceptance. Like, and it was just like, it was like that perfect sort of thing that went. Yeah. And it was like having someone that knowledgeable is really amazing because it helps navigate something that. I mean, my wife had bought a house when she was younger, so she had kind of gone through the the steps and the missteps of like, oh, you can ask for blinds, but if you don't, you don't get blinds. Like it was one of those things, and so we were able to kind of get through that. But I didn't know, I didn't know anything. Right. Yeah, and so it just gets into that point where you're like, I really need someone who can, you know, tell me this is how it should work, and then being able to trust them. Yep, we same uh my first house oh, i'm living in my first house that me and my wife bought so uh and we bought it like three years ago we're going on our third year and the lady that we had we thought we were ready to buy a house 
like three years before and we went to this lady and she was very nice she goes it doesn't look like you're you're mm-hmm. you're really mm-hmm. set up for this yet yep. we go well, good because we wanted to know this yeah yep. and by the time we got ready it was three years and we hooked up with that lady again and she, her and um her she worked with a nice man i think they're together mm-hmm. um and still brings us pies on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yep. He was so nice. He came up and he dropped off a pie. And he goes, did you enjoy the pie? And my wife's going, no. What pie? He dropped it off at the wrong house. So oh, he had to go back and, and grab his pie off the, Oops, uh, off a, a stranger's uh, porch. <laughs> and explain why he's stealing he's a stealing pie. Stealing his own pie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they brought it. But they do take care of us. And we always have questions. And they're always there to to help and even like we're going through some re- uh, not remodeling but getting ready to to repaint and stuff like that who do we call we call them and say hey who, who do you write recommend and yeah. they're always on the spot you that, know? that's what we ended up having to do because uh, we were repainted and it was we had to make sure that it was cool cracking colors yeah and uh, yeah asked our realtor boom knew someone uh, she knew someone right away great painter and someone that she counted on depended on and it worked out just great do you have that sort of uh, kind of like group of people you're uh, I don't call it rogues galleries but it was the first one that came to mind <laughs> yes uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like with the people you great. knew like it's like oh I got a guy sort of thing Yes, I do. I have a whole spreadsheet on my computer that if anybody asks me, hey, do you have a a plumbing guy? Do you have a roof person? Do you have paint? Do you have caulking? Do you have a tile? Like, yeah, I've got a whole sheet of contact information that that folks that I've worked with, that I trust and depend on, and that I I feel confident recommending to others. Dude, those people are hard to find. And and that is the only right answer for (laughs) real. Honestly, like if you want to be in real estate, you, you, you would better know all those people, right? Like it's a thing. Most people only buy one house, maybe two in their entire lives. So Mm -hmm. you shouldn't know anything about it. You need to call an expert. Like when my toilet breaks, I, I don't fix that shit. No, no. Right? I call a plumber, right? Well, yeah. And you know what I mean? Absolutely. If you have a, a house issue, call a realtor. And right. that was, I mean, we've had we've had our issues with the house, but it was like, um, again, because of the inspector and stuff, we like we knew we have known all of the issues that we have had with our house, so that was kind of like pretty pretty amazing in that aspect too. But like you personally aren't necessarily going to know what's going on with the house because you're going in it. You have the communications with the person, um, the realtor on the other side who is selling the house, but it's just what they tell you. And then what you go through with inspection and stuff like that, you're riding along with the person having never seen it possibly at the same time, but you also know what to look out for when it comes to, you know, maybe some issues or things that people might be trying to cover up or, you know, trying to get uh, slid by. Whenever whenever I have a buyer client and we have an inspection, I am always present at those inspections. And so I've, I've been at enough of them where, again, I'm, I'm not an inspector. I'm not an expert in that, but I've seen enough things and I've shown enough houses, inspected or otherwise, that I, I have a pretty good eye for, well, that doesn't look right. That's not supposed to be there. What is, what is that color? Like those, those sorts of things I have at least a general idea of. Mm-hmm. And then again, if, if my clients do want to offer on the house, I'll say, great, we'll make sure. I never waive inspection either. Oh that, yeah, yeah. You should. That, not. that was a, yeah, just do not. That was a big thing. The Unless last you're gonna bulldoze the house fourteen or years or, or fourteen months or so is sure. just 
to try to be competitive, people are waiving inspections. Trying to get Ooh. in as fast as they can, right? Exactly. So yeah. what I, would... I don't want to know about the problems. Just give me the house. Yeah, like, no, we'll right. figure it out later. Oh no, no. So we just just so you know, we've posted, we've talked about real estate a couple of times. And I think I yeah. even posted one day on our Discord a house that was completely, it was hammered, right? Mm-hmm. And it, for 200 and something thousand downtown. And yeah. I think within the week I posted it, it was, it was uh, pending. Yeah, <laughs> like and people don't care. They, like, at, at that for point, a certain they don't. Point. Exactly. Yeah, now at, it's a, at a certain price point yeah. for the certain buyer. Yep. They may they may not care. Yep. They they may own a construction company or my my wife's does construction or whatever that is. Sure. They may be able to handle it themselves. But for the vast majority of buyers, um, that was the thing: is you would waive inspection contingency, financing. You're waiving all your contingencies. Get all the hurdles out of the way. Mm. So what I would do with my buyers is we would see a house. They you know say we we see it on Friday. They like it. Uh, they they know they're going to want to offer on it. I will call my stable of inspectors and I will say, who can, can, can you come out tomorrow? And we would do a pre-inspection. Mm-hmm. So essentially the, the risk is it's 400, 500 bucks for the inspection. If you end up not getting the house, then you're out you're that just money. Out that, yeah. But you can then put in an offer and waive inspection, but you, you've already got your inspection done. Mm-hmm. So you're going into it knowing knowing what potentially is there but you're not hamstringing yourself by waiving that inspection and potentially getting screwed over you've at least done your your due diligence and done what you can ahead of time 500 um version of insurance yeah exactly and that was we did that with uh with the the inspection on our house and it was we had to take a look at a lot of stuff and we had we ended up with a binder of our kind of our honeydew sort of list Mm -hmm. of stuff to address there were some major things like the mortgage company would not even push anything or allow anything until they replace the electric because our house was built in 1950. <laughs> we all had ungrounded outlets. Nobody had updated the outlets in 70 years. Was this the knob and tube wiring still potentially? Or? Um, I don't think so. I don't think it was that old. Okay. But it was because it still had a circuit breaker, in it, but it had a circuit breaker from the 50s that we looked it up and one in four of them catastrophically would fail. <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't the circuit breaker like the big, big thing? Where yeah. They were like, no yeah. fucking way. And they're way. like, yeah, like 25% <laughs> of them in the last X amount of years have failed and burned down the house. Like right. it would just fail the to break. And we're like, uh, you have to change that. So they immediately <laughs> changed that. We also knew about the sewer problems because we had like a broken joint right under the, the driveway. Mm-hmm. Figured, okay, that'll be a little while till that uh is needed to be addressed and that's not true that happened pretty quickly (laughs) but we knew but we knew a lot about the other stuff that we were going to be changing and it was because we had that inspection and it's just having that sort of knowledge like you need that like even if you're like oh this is like you've gone through i don't know how many houses like you want to have that and i can get it if you're down into like your 10th house and it's like your 500 dollars. you know your 10th one doing that that point people don't care it it, it tells you something for sure when the the people that are going to hold the note on your house are like, yeah, we're not going to do that until you fix this electrical thing. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that shit is going to burn down. We, <laughs> like, we got off pretty lucky. We had a, a seller that was really eager, eager to sell because the last few ten, we tried renting it and it was in um, a, a working class neighborhood yeah. that had bigger houses that the, the, 
yeah, yeah. It was like it's a three three bedroom. That's thing, a tough you know? one to rent, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was very short selling it, or I don't, I don't, I don't know if that means he was very eager yep. to to sell it. Motivated and, seller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we <laughs> when we we had it uh, inspected, uh, like nine out of ten, they did, and ten they they gave us a five on it. You know, they they met us halfway on something. Mm-hmm. That's cool. um, so it was great and. But I hear the stories about the about people just getting hosed and like I'm not even in the house yet and the other people ain't out yet and I already put down <laughs> oh, thirty gosh. grand. Yeah, you know we're 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 living in a trailer down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh yeah, it's like yeah. there's there's got to be some like interesting aspects of like having to deal with this whole and navigating things like that that don't really you're not really expecting and then suddenly they just kind of come up yeah and and with the the eviction moratorium that was in place during covid oh mm-hmm. man part of that was a was a good in certain circumstances it was a good thing to sure. help out folks who you know had had nowhere else to turn and it was it was a positive thing on the other hand the 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 downside of it uh it, it hurt you know landlords and, and homeowners in that regard. But the bigger thing is which the, the state and at a federal level have taken a look at it as well, which in the last year, big strides have, have been made, um, was the issue of by selling a home and the sellers asking for, you know, okay, we're going to close on September 2nd, mm-hmm. and but we're, we need a, a rent back of five days so that we can get our stuff moved over. We're closing on the other place, et cetera, et cetera. So then that five days, so once they close on the 2nd, the sellers are no longer the owners of the home. Now they're renters. But now they are, it, it now switches from a seller buyer to now a landlord tenant. So oh. now, the, now the buy immediately. So now the buyer of the home as of September 2nd, when it gets recorded with the county, they are the owner of the home and they are also now a landlord to the sellers who have five days now past closing to get all their stuff out and and, and move out. Right. What people were doing is not moving out. A, yeah. yeah. And, right, and at, at the start of it, 20, uh, you know, end of 2020, uh, first part of 2020, most of 2021, so it was it was an absolute nightmare to try to get these sellers out because of the eviction moratorium and, yeah, and right. it, it, you had to go through, you get the sheriff's department involved. Like it was, it it's was people finding a nightmare. loophole yeah. through the system because I mean, obviously when, you know, it's like anybody's out there is going to try to work the system mm-hmm. and it's just, you're on the other side having to deal with this. You're like, you know, the spirit of the law here. And they're like, well, here's the letter of the law and go F yourself. Well, yeah. We, we turned down a couple houses because we were on a tight schedule. We were trying to get out of a, a manufactured home on in, in a park. Okay. You know, and so we had to deal with that, which that went well, too. It was a dude moving from California. No, he's moving from Nevada with his grandson. And he said sight unseen. Oh, and wow. he paid like double or not double. I'm sorry. He paid the asking price plus a he said he'd put on an extra amount if somebody tried to match it or beat it. Somebody tried oh, to match yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, it. boom. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. for him. And, but we were on a time schedule and we saw this beautiful house that would, my wife wanted it. I wanted it. It would have been so perfect. But there was people that took like the garage area and hung like curtains like you would see like those old, like you would think the old Egyptian bazaars. Oh, okay. like. yeah. And they were like extra people were living there. And I I was telling my wife, I said, there's no way these people will be out. No. And everything in the house was like that. It was just like wall to wall to these high ceilings just piled with shit. I said, even if we get this approved, there's no way they're going to be out. Yep. 
by Damn, the time yeah. we did this. It was it was a challenge. Thankfully, I I you know did not have to experience that with with anything. But uh, I, thank goodness I've heard man. the stories. Yeah. Of it. But dude, imagine how much money you could save if you didn't have to pay rent or, oh, or yeah. mortgage like, for like a year. I can understand year, why right? they're doing it, yeah. and I understand why people are frustrated by 100%. it. hundred like, percent. Like, like I can see the whole thing of it, but it's dude. like if you plus you get oh, the chance to work that system. Move, oh yeah, such a shitty move. oh yeah. <laughs> but if you like, if the person is like buying your house, it's like I don't know you. Like, and it's a shitty way to be, but that's capitalism. That's the older sibling (laughs) right in front of your face. I'm not touching you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) If I'm swinging my arms and you come walking in my way, that's your fault. (laughs) So crappy. In in Florida, they would have people, you thought you were buying a home or renting a home, but it was a vacation home that didn't even belong to the person, you know? And so these people wouldn't find out until somebody comes trying to check into the vacation home oh and, they, and they're going like it's our house and it, and they find out it was a scam you know <laughs> yeah happened over oh, and man. over like all those airbnbs and stuff right jeez well i mean it's like even kind of like moving away from all of that I, J- jeff did mention the motivated seller you brought up that term yep. and also with us i think we were uh, uh fortunate enough that the family was moving to arizona like and they kind of wanted to get out so the fact that we were asking for more that kind of got there but that was a little i mean that was both of us you know three and four years out like especially with jeff i was still going through a lot of the dealing of like the 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 seller has all of the power Mm -hmm. and it's sort of starting to well i I guess it's absolutely starting to shift at this point in time because we're seeing housing prices either level or go down yep um in certain aspects and we'll talk about that in a little bit are you know changing to accommodate that but now it is kind of becoming one of those things where the the buyer is a in a bit of a more position of power right it's it's still a seller's market but but yes but more narrowly than it has been mm-hmm. so the the pendulum was was 100% in the seller's court uh the last you know since we'll call it end of 2019 middle 2019 or so it was a seller's market heavily and mm-hmm. then covid happened and since then, all hell broke loose yep. and- <laughs> it, it, it's it's been the wild west since you know mm. may of 2020 um it, very much a seller's market. So it is still a seller's market, okay. but it's more, it's much, 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 much more towards the middle, more of a normalized, healthy market, more sustainable than it has been. Okay. Um, so buyers, are, you know, prices are still high. Prices probably will not go down by a lot. There is no, there, there's no bubble. This is not 2008 subprime lending. There's mm-hmm. not a, a housing bubble. Um, but again, things are, are, are a bit more sustainable now. And it's been just simple economics, supply and demand. There's been very little supply, uh, incredible yeah. demand. And so that's what has rocketed prices. And now things are, are leveling out. Um, we we have so I, I I have a couple of stats just quickly. Nice, yeah. um, so in February of this year, just looking at, at Tacoma, the city of Tacoma only. I haven't broken it down by by areas: North Tacoma Stadium, South Tacoma, etc. Mm-hmm. Just Tacoma in February of 2020 or 2022 of this year, there were 120 homes for sale in in the month of February. Uh, in June there were 450, and in July oh. now uh, last month there's 525. Jeez. So the in- inventory is wow. increasing. Um, Everyone's getting the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> ab- so the the showings. So how do you sell a home? It's you get eyes on it. It's mm-hmm. the number of people. And that's where the competition comes from. All the bidding wars you mentioned, it, the, that sort of thing. In February, we were looking at just over 22 showings per listing. You put your house on the market, you're getting over 20 people looking at your home 
in a matter of five days. It was average days on market were five days in February. Uh, In July last month, the number of showings are now about 6.7. So on average, just about seven showings per listing down from 22 in February, which is kind of the the height of of things. Uh, And average days on market now are 12 days. So you're looking at about two weeks. And that, I mean... There, that's kind of panic-inducing if you're wanting to sell the house. Like if it's a little right. bit longer than that, because I mean, just in terms of like the last four years, I've seen like literally like house is gone almost before it goes out on the market, yeah. sort of thing. I feel like that is that was a unique. <laughs> I, I don't know. A I'm not. A, I'm not a real estate like special. Days, like a little bit more normal. But like just yes. as a, just as a guy who watches real estate as kind of a investor's kind of standpoint, like you see five days on market, your house is literally selling in a week. That's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's so fast, <laughs> right, right? Like that's right, barely yeah. enough time to do the paperwork, right? It, like it, it is takes, still fast. Yeah. Yes, it's super fast. Well, and the, and the days on market is is until you get under contract. Sure. So, um, mm-hmm. but I had so I had some buyers in I, that I met in. Into February, 1st of March, when things were, they were just starting to shift, but it was still sort of in that, you know, from what we just saw, still in that height of, of the, the, the craziness of, of buying a home. Um, we looked at, they were from out of state, so they're here for a weekend. We looked at, I think it was 13 homes between Friday and, and Sunday. It was, a, you know, packing them in while they were here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there was one we looked at, it was like 10 a.m. Saturday morning. It just went on the market, say, 2 in the afternoon on Friday. So it had been on the market 16 hours or so when we saw it, 10 a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> we looked at, I think it was uh-huh. nine homes that Saturday. By the time we finished, we kind of had a recap. they like, well, we like this home and this home are, you know, kind of our top two right now. Mm-hmm. One of them, that that 10 a.m. home that we saw, already under contract. It was already pending uh, by, I think it was 5.30 that evening on Saturday. And so, what do you want to call it? 30 hours it was on market before it was under contract? That's crazy. That's how things were for quite a while. And that literally was with our house, too, because, like, uh, our realtor sent us, like, the map. And, like, all right, check out, like, look at some of these things and see what we got there and see what you want. And, like, put a heart on the ones that you think that you actually want to take a look at. And so I remember my wife on this house was just like, well, that one looks cute. We probably can't afford it, but whatever. We'll take a look at it. Bink. And we went through and we went through a whole bunch of different houses that day. I think we had gone through four houses and going all the way from like down and deep, like in like Midland, like there's this huge farm like thing. I'm like with this giant basement. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? What am I going to do with a barn garage? I was like, I could hold concerts or something. Like, no, it was like, it was like that big because it's like it was built for like boats. I'm like, I don't have these things. I was like, there's one with like a giant two car garage, but the house was kind of small. And I'm like, I don't need that. That sounds perfect for me. It would be great for you. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But like, not for me. And so this was the last one. We're like, well, I guess we'll just go see it. And we walked in and it was that sort of like, okay, yeah, like every single room is perfect. I know exactly what to do in my brain. And like, obviously, massive purchase. The wife is just kind of like, and I'm like, no, this is it. (laughs) Boom. We're doing it. And it was it was that quick with us on that. It was like the house had been out. Uh, about 24 hours, maybe 24, 30 hours when okay. we picked it up as well. And so it's just like, I I guess it would just seem like, oh, yeah, this is just a thing that happens. It can just happen that quickly. But maybe it's a little bit more of a, 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 a an anomaly as opposed to everything else. In recent history, that that is <laughs> like, this is just what happens. Dude, it it kind of was. Yeah. I can tell you 10 years ago, like 10 years ago, maybe 12, look at, looking at houses, like things were on the market for you know 30 days, 60 days. And it wasn't uncommon, right? Our neighbor's house was out was up for like 
three weeks and they right. had to price drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even like the guy who bought it ended up getting like a roof out of it too, like a whole thing like that. But I also felt really bad because we were in the middle of doing our major sewer repair. So there's a giant hole in our driveway <laughs> as they're doing open house showings. He's no, like, oh yeah, uh, I remember yeah, that. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great for the, the buyer. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like on even one of neighbor? those things. Yeah. <laughs> and he, his was on there for probably about two, three weeks. And I was like, Oh, that seems like a long time. <laughs> so, um, what is your favorite um, thing, buyer or seller? Which, what's your uh, what? What is your favorite part of the job? Just curious. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll work with work sure. with everybody. Of course, um, I do enjoy. So, I I got into this also not to be a bazillionaire. I don't want to be a you know a TV celebrity right. Hollywood real estate agent. Right. But, but it'd be nice. Like, I, would, <laughs> I, I wouldn't turn it down. I'd watch you. Sure. Yeah, sure. Would, wouldn't turn it down. Of course. Um, but uh, I, I do enjoy working with buyers. It's a lot more work, uh, especially, again, beating the dead horse of the last two years of being a listing agent. You just, you, you get a listing, you put it on the market and then you just wait for the Brinks truck to back up with all the money uh, <laughs> is how it's been as a listing agent. So, yep. uh, which again is fine, but it's not sustainable. But so, I, I enjoy working with buyers. I enjoy that process and I enjoy the education of it as well. I've, I've done a few first time home buyer, um, like webinar classes cool. Cool. for folks to educate. Oh, nice. Uh, I think uh, that's important. It, yeah, it right. is. And I think you mentioned, uh, Justin, you mentioned earlier about, you know, or Jeff, maybe when you guys bought your, the, the home, you, you weren't really sure about all of the thing, And there's so much that goes into it. So again, mm-hmm. having that expert, having that agent that you're working with, be that expert for you. Anybody can be an agent. You, you t- do the coursework, pass the test, and great. Here's your your license. But finding that that person who is invested in your success is not just here for a commission check. They're not here yeah. for a paycheck. That's that's what I enjoy doing is working with those buyers and educating those folks. Sometimes it is challenging with first time home buyers uh, or or you know people who don't have a million dollars in the bank to just spend on whatever mm-hmm. it, it can be challenging. It can be a long process, but it's also rewarding and also worthwhile to, to see that happen, to see the joy on somebody's face when they're getting their keys for their, oh, their yeah. very oh, first dude. time yeah. by yeah. walking into their, this is our home. We are no longer yeah. renters. Dude, it's a great feeling too. Right? It is. Yeah, and so yeah. being able to be the, the person in charge or not in charge, but, but, kind of helping with that and guiding that walking with them and, and getting them that home. That's, that's such a huge reward. So, so yeah, so the buyer's side of it, I enjoy working with buyers more, but I, you know, would never turn a listing down, yeah. but I, but yes, to answer the, the long winded answer to your question is, uh, the (laughs) working with buyers. No, 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 it was great, man. Like people, people kind of need to know where your motivation is. I think that's perfect. Yeah. So if I was looking for a house and I'm coming into town and I wanted to know where all the, uh, the swinger neighborhoods would be, how, how would you go around looking for I got a website for you. (laughs) I feel, I feel around here it'd be North Tacoma or UP. I'm just going to, I'm going to throw that one out there. there Uh, West West End, I believe is where it is. Oh, (laughs) shit. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. 1970s. It's, you know, that's where it's at. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to take a break uh, because we need to refill our drinks. Uh, we do have something oh. special that's going to be happening. I've Ooh. got a special tasting of a special alcohol that uh, I have here. Uh, we'll get into some coaster questions as well. Yeah. And I know, Scott, you've got some interesting questions. Uh, cool. I don't see that's a teaser right there like that. Nice. Uh, but we will be back in just a minute. 
you could supposed to say diecutstickers.com all the time. Like, that'll be my job in this. I could ask you about your interesting coaster and you could tell me. Oh, fuck, Jeff. I'm drunk. Oh, you want to do make this hard. Let's do yeah, a role yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, I think we're in a role yeah. play. Yeah. All right. All right. Jeff, you started. Are we doing something now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. 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 Act like here. Make, make, make a noise. Bang, bang, that, bang that against the. Hey, Scott, be careful. You about spilt your beer all over my Grit City podcast sticker. Yeah, don't worry, man. They're they're durable. They're made by DieCutStickers.com. By who? DieCutStickers.com. How do you get them? Go to DieCutStickers.com and tell them the Grit City podcast sent you. Exactly. That's where you can get high-quality, durable stickers for any of your needs. Grit City 15 to get 15% off. <laughs> Couldn't come up with it. <laughs> I, I was like, "Oh, we need to put that in," but I couldn't. I couldn't. My brain didn't work fast enough. Can we do it again. This is too much fun, but I'm I'm a little too tipsy to be doing this. <laughs> Did you, you try that already? No, I haven't tried it. Okay, yet. has anybody tried it? No. Oh, I no. feel like he tried it. You motherfucker! I took the tiniest of sips. Oh, All right. what a well, cheater! Well, we're back. We are back, <laughs> and so now I'm mad about that. No, oh. uh, we are back with Byron Poland. And Byron, how can people find hmm. you online if they if they want to do so? Uh, I do have a website, uh, byronpullen.com. Wow, look at that. You got your name and everything. Easy enough, you know. We have a couple websites. We do. Eternal hey, Hot Justin, Dog Justin, you're muted. I like that. Am I still muted uh, on the thing? Yeah. Those fuckers. I, I thought I unmuted myself. If you unmute, I can hear everything. Oh, no, I'm still muted. There we go. I right. love that they yelled at you. No, sorry, guys. We are back for real on the Discord, too. You can also listen to us live when I don't mute us on Discord. Uh, just Dude, go to GritCityPodcast.com. So God damn it. It's the worst thing. It's the worst thing when everybody does that on a fucking Zoom meeting. You've been talking. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, I love worst. that they call you out, too. They're like, they bitch, should. on you. Yeah, they're like, shut the... Like, they're not... It's like, you can't even be like shut up it's just like hey we can't hear you i mean that's kind of nice because they want to hear us i guess yeah dude that literally happened to me at a at a in a meeting the other day i was uh, the last one to go we were given like individual kind of updates I, fuck i shouldn't talk about this but i'm going to <laughs> <laughs> right and i get that. the very last one they do like the person in front of me right and then there's kind of a space while i unmute and in between that space like the leader of the meeting's like okay i guess that's it everybody have oh! a good day <laughs> <laughs> it was no, like no, no. yeah no yeah, i was wait. yeah i was like crushed but then like related <laughs> a little bit i was like what the f- oh yeah okay this is good i'm okay bye. with this yeah yeah i so, was the first one to leave the room <laughs> i was like okay bye peace so yeah so we are live on discord most of the time discord uh if you look on gritcitypodcast.com you can find all of that also shout out to to compton files yeah. who linked to us uh to compton mm-hmm. files is going to be doing some stuff in the near future we're going to have him on to talk about that uh, i'm looking to make his own little podcast here inspired by us what the fuck yeah we were talking at the 4th of July. Well, you were here. Yep. Well, I don't know if you were hanging out with us when we were talking about it, but yeah, we were talking about it. He seems pretty excited. Yeah, he's, he's super excited for that. Good dude, man. Yeah, yeah. he's amazing. So, uh, but we are here with Byron, byronpullen.com and get you all that information. We have it all on the links and all of our stuff as well. So, uh, if you missed us on the Discord because I was muted, then you don't have to worry about that. Scott is sneaking drinks of our special drink right now. I did. I'm after, so angry after coming yeah. after me for taking a tiny little sip. Right. Nice. <laughs> okay. So mine gonna, was a big one too. So <laughs> we're gonna set this up. We all have little. Uh, on the rocks, glasses of um, well, it started off as Fireball whiskey, and uh, mm-hmm. everyone knows that I'm part of the Grit City uh, Grill Boys BBQ Boys. <laughs> I don't, I forgot what we were calling ourselves, but um, so I have a Traeger. 
and I love to smoke random bullshit. And one of those things I love to smoke is a pineapple. And somebody had talked about that they had soaked their pineapple in fireball whiskey for uh, a couple of hours and then smoked it. So I'm like, okay, I got to do this. Well, you can just go to any Safeway and get yourself a pineapple. So I got two. And the first one, cut in half, got the core out, and I did just a normal smoked pineapple. How high did you get, though? How high did I get? Beforehand? Oh no! I, I'm sorry. You can smoke a pineapple. You can. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can probably smoke you can Fuck a pineapple, <laughs> Scott. Uh, Scott does. I've heard, he knows I've about heard. that. Um, but we. Uh, so I, I. I went with a. Uh, a honey and brown sugar rub mm-hmm. on the uh, on the pineapple. Uh, the only honey we had was like this blueberry lavender honey. It's just like random bullshit. And but I used it and smoked it. It was really good. Pretty amazing. Um, but the other one I went nuts on and so uh i soaked that one for three hours in uh the fireball whiskey just took a big old gallon ziploc bag stuffed it in there stuffed basically a full gallon of uh, fireball because i happen to have that in the house it's just how that works out when you have a a, a, a a steampunk bar in your house and uh waited that out that's why i was cooking the pineapple so i you know could do something while i waited for that to happen fair enough uh and then i took uh i cut that one in half cored it Put it in a, uh, wrapped it in a bacon lattice. Oh, yeah. So I latticed up some bacon, wrapped it all around that, and uh, took all of that fireball whiskey and put it in a couple of mason jars and smoked smoked the pineapple. Fucking amazing. Bacon was amazing. So good. You guys had it. We had you here for the tasting. It was delicious. I'll have to do it again at some point in time. Uh, apparently that in my cheese dip will be the things. Did I'm we known talk for. about it on the podcast? I think we did. Oh, because it yeah. was really, really good. Yeah, it was part of Art of the Av. Oh, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Thank Episode. you. Yeah, you can go back to the Art on the Av podcast and uh, listen on that one. And uh, so I've been trying to figure out a way to get people here to try out this Fireball because it should be pineapple infused Fireball. And well, Byron and Scott, <laughs> you guys have already taken a couple of glugs there. Uh, how do you feel about it so far? Let's start off with the scent here because tell yeah. us how, how it how it smells to you guys. Well, you say how it smells to you. It smells like fireball. It smells like cinnamon. It smells like a lot of cinnamon. It does. There mm-hmm. is a little yeah. bit of fruity though, especially mm-hmm. once you know that there's pineapple in it. And yeah. You smell. You're like, oh, like yeah, you're looking smell. for that yeah, yeah. sort of smell on that. But so, it does have a different. Like there is kind of a weird, like a different. I don't want to say weird. That's not the right word but there is like a smell besides mm-hmm. the, the cinnamon it almost still smells more like candy almost like a jolly ranch or sure, some sweet shit, yeah, yeah it's almost like the yeah and taking taking a sip <laughs> of this i don't know necessarily oh man i like i don't know if i taste a lot of the pineapple i didn't yeah so i just feel that maybe like the fireball is just that maybe overpowering because maybe it cuts it a little bit cinnamon's tough to Tough right? to fight against. Right. But to me, when I drink it, and I don't know, maybe it's just the, uh, the ice melt, melting in it, right? Yeah, because we're doing it on the rocks like we're on fancy. Rocks, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I didn't, I, I felt like it, at least the first big drink I took, I was like, this wasn't a bad fireball like drink. If I it, was just drinking, it almost like it mellowed out. It like kind of, yeah, like cut it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was a little less syrupy. I mean, it's still fireball. Like, sure. you know what you're getting into with it, but it tasted a little bit more like some of those other cinnamon whiskeys this might be the first time i've ever had fireball on the rocks it shouldn't be done on the rocks it's not really a thing that you want to do on the rocks but i felt that because it was a different one maybe we go with something a little bit different on that guys i'm a big fan of like uh, an old-fashioned like whiskey old-fashioned yeah Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, dude, I, I would drink Fireball on the rocks, goddammit. Oh, shit, <laughs> we found it. You, you throw like a big uh, like a big ice cube in this thing, like mm-hmm. I might I might sip on yeah. this fucker for a while, right? Right. Especially in the wintertime, dude. I oh, think yeah. you might have just got me on Fireball. Because I hated Fireball before. I wasn't Fireball, a fan. Fireball was one of those fad shooters. It was oh. all, uh, like Jaeger with me. And that I got cured with that with the Starry Nights, oh. which was half of oh, a yeah. shot of Goldschlager and a half of a shot of Jaeger put together because it looks like it's got sparkles in it. It's nope. the stars. What was the other? Uh... And uh, I well, and it was that was a whole like New Year's Eve like burlesque show with absinthe involved. That like the end the night was topped with that, and so it, <laughs> it didn't end very well. There was a whole run of like cinnamon uh, drinks there for a while. I was trying to right. think of it. Another one that had crystals in the bottle. Oh, aftershock! There you go. And that was a big '90s, early 2000s. And that was and that was kind of the precursor because it's like, oh, it's got all these crystallizes on side. That was sugar inside, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like crystallized sugar. It's because the soccer moms got a hold of it, and then (laughs) and then it it moves up. I I found out about liquor trends. Watch, I'm going to be correct about this. Um, first it starts with the soccer moms and then it, it's like, like the, uh, the gilfs, you know, okay. It goes from the milfs to the gilfs and then wow. it, it goes away. I see you're, you're day yeah. drinkers is what you're going. Yeah. It's all the, the day drinkers. Yeah, it just yeah. gets older and then you know the fad's over right. when it gets to the gilfs. This is a great Tuesday afternoon drink right here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. God. Like, you know, you're working in your boardroom, Mad Men style. Like I'm sure that still happens everywhere. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this, dude. I just took another big drink, wow. and I'm like, you just turned. Like literally, he was like, I think <laughs> I like this. He took another drink. He's like, I know, I think I hate this. But yep, changed my mind. It, just it's not, changed my mind. It's not consistent. I'm the same way because a couple sips, I'm like, okay, I could get into this, and then the third one, it's, it gets you with a big. big I'm kind of excited shot. for the water to yeah. dilute it a little bit more. Yeah, too. right. I think. Yeah, I think you, uh, Scott, you mentioned old fashions. Yeah, I, I think, and since uh, Justin, you talked about smoking the. Mm-hmm the pineapple mm-hmm. i think if you were to you know do like a smoked old-fashioned style Ooh. where you either the the cloche on top or you you put you smoke this mm-hmm. in the glass i think that's gonna add okay i think that's it, i think it'd be worth a shot what i want to do uh well my my next big pineapple project is i'm gonna take a full <laughs> pineapple core it i need to actually buy an uh pineapple corer so mm-hmm. i can keep it intact and core it Ooh. take that soak that in fireball like I've done, but do it like like an overnight sort of soak, like longer, like a super yeah, long sure. one. Fill that hole full of pork. Do pork tenderloin in there. Wrap it, in, wrap it up in bacon, <laughs> and then smoke that motherfucker <laughs> till right. it's burned on the inside. Uh, it's gonna be my porcupine, and I feel that if you go uh, all in like with a big long soak on that pineapple <laughs> i think that might be amazing and then you'll God still have the fireball we'll be able to try the fireball again i feel like you're making like a turducken yeah but with the yeah. pineapple yeah somehow, straight up right? yeah the porcupine yeah. i wonder yeah. What, yeah. what can you put that inside of like can we put something inside the pineapple and then the pineapple inside of something the pineapples else? are pretty big <laughs> okay <laughs> i was thinking about still like wrapping it in bacon and you could core it out also oh. still so sticks bigger things in there <laughs> you know, core it out even more yeah i think we could just start small with the the pork tenderloin as we're just stuffing that in there i'm thinking a turkey dude i think yeah. like putting inside a turkey yeah and then cooking the turkey yeah i, no. I wish what is i, I want to go pig dude but you right. already got it's like a luau that's, that's like luau style, style. Right. Yeah. But you've yeah. already got a you've already got pork on the inside so you need something else on the outside yeah that's what she said like yeah. a pig <laughs> a pig pine well, no, so it's turkey. So turkey starts it. So 
turkey pine pork. Wait, turkey oh on the turkey outside. pine pork, and I don't care. <laughs> like I'm trying to, I'm just trying to think of what we would call it because I like oh, the, God. I like, I like the, I like the porcupine. Fuck, this like, shit went off the rails. I know, it did, I know, it usually ends up that way. Uh, um, but yeah, you know what? Um, I'm pretty down with having oh, yeah. more of this fireball. I'm pretty excited. It's pretty for good, that. man. I'm into it. Uh, Byron, you were talking to me, Ish. and I was talking with you because you do have a social media presence. You've mm-hmm. got, you do have the uh, the the Facebooks and the, I know for Facebook, and Instagram, right? Facebook, Instagram, yeah. And those are the big ones because you want to go out there and show that you know you're doing stuff in the community as well. Mm-hmm. And even in your own um, in your own company, you've been kind of known as somebody, and you're putting out some content out there for people to check out. Yeah. Uh, so our office, we have Windermere 253. It's a um, local, it's a digital magazine that we'll do uh, each month. And so I was asked for the month of August to put together a uh, sort of a beer brewery tour oh, through cool. Tacoma. Uh, that's, that's the, the outside of golf. That's my hobby. Uh, my wife and I, we will go to different breweries and just pub crawl and eateries and new places. Dude, nice. that's yeah. my hobby too. Right? I, I love know. it. It's so much fun. <laughs> so for the, for the article, what I did was instead I, I added on to it because what's, what's better than beer is pizza and beer. Fuck Ooh. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I have, uh, it's, it should be released. I think it's going to come out either tomorrow or Monday. You can find Ooh, it on my website, Nice, but it's a, it's a, not necessarily a top five. I think it's a little reductive, but it, it's, I only list five, mm-hmm. but I have five breweries, uh, that I recommend going to, uh, in addition to those, I pair it up with a pizza, uh, a pizza place. Nice. So like as an example, Camp Colvos mm-hmm. is, is one of them. They, they pizza and beer at the same place. One stop shop. Yeah. And it's giant New York slices. Amazing pizza. Uh, Matt, I don't think I've been there They're yet. brand new, right? They, they uh, haven't been they, open. They've been open a couple a of year. years. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, they got a new brewer. So I, Matt Lawrence is the owner. I actually interviewed him uh, a couple of weeks back as part of this. Cool. Uh, also, I do like a brewery blog on my website as well. Nice. But, um, anyway, so so Matt is amazing. Camp Colvos, it started on Vashon, I, had, I think, 28 and now it's uh downtown tacoma uh 21st and i forget the street um but it's around from like locust cider uh down from seven seas and black fleet brewing nice. um, but yeah yep. they have giant slices of new york style pizza it's like 450 for a sl- for a pepperoni slice they do slices they too, do right? slices Dude. yeah oh, it's so good yeah you you can go and get a whole pie there right. but otherwise yeah it's four bucks for a slice and again it, you get two slices in your it's half a half like a medium pizza That's, i love it it's dude. you're full it's, it's uh, hard to find yeah yeah. So, but so it's I, hard to find a place that does buy the slice pizza. It's, yeah. It yeah. Really the only is hard. other place that I know, well, there's two places I know offhand right now, just <clears> off of that, is down Canyon Road, um, Gas Station Pizza, yeah. which is literally <laughs> in a shell station right. on Canyon Road. Amazing pizza, but good ass pizza, right? But you gotta, yeah. you gotta get. You're basically going to Puyallup to get it. Yeah, but I then, used to live right, like a, oh, within walking distance. Of that it's place. great. Yeah, like yeah. there was, like, a, 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 if I'm going down to like Blue Max Meats, like I'm <laughs> okay. coming back okay. with a slice of pizza. It's <laughs> it's, it's obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also like Salamones in the uh, in the Stadium District. Yep, does with, pizza by the slice which as well. Salamones is opening up in UP. Uh, Are they really? Yep. Where? Uh, um, over by the Montessori School on 27th yeah, and Bridgeport area. Yeah. Um, just did kind of across from the, there's the Midas that's there. Is that it, hippie shop still there? The who? The hippie shop. The uh, There's some sort of like moon shop over Ooh. there. That whole thing. They're on Bridgeport there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it's right around in that area. Okay. Yeah, so it, yeah, it's, it's where there used to be a pizza hut. There's the laundromat. It's in the little strip oh, mall area. Yeah. That's what I understand where it's going. Nice. Um, Anything that takes over a pizza hut, it works for me. That's yeah. better for me than so that. I'm very excited for the Salamones there. What is going on over there? 
Are you what okay? What are you doing, Jeff? I'm looking, I'm looking at the picture. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is fucked up right now. Yeah, I, I think that little zipper got you, man. Right. Uh, sorry, I just yeah. looked over at you and you yeah. were staring at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just lost it. I started laughing. I couldn't well, help myself. I'm going to ask the question now. No. Why is K- the? It looks like the is crossed out in Cage the Elephant. Mm. Oh, it's because it's signed. Oh. That's signed by a person. Oh, probably you. from Cage the Elephant because maybe gotcha. they signed that. Yeah, yeah, I got a bunch of signed uh, posters from bands yeah. and all sorts of random shit in Dude, the uh, yeah. studio. Every time I'm in here, I think I ask, is that new? And you're like, no. <laughs> I'm all, is that one new? It's been here all along. Yeah, I got right. I got a signed uh, poster from Clownvis. That's right pretty Yeah, pretty one dope. of our good friends uh, mailed that to uh, me. You know what? Very excited nice. about that. You know what is missing in here, Jeff? What? Some signed Grid City podcast postcards. I like was going to go on with our, on our page. There's a couple. There's a couple. There's, well, we don't need a strip of Where are those? There. God damn it. Uh, I don't see them anywhere. There's a... Uh, not in here. I think huh, we're giving those away. Fuck? We're giving those away uh, when we go I to the Grid City Comic Show, I you think. think you yeah. think he could have some. At yeah. least. I could. But maybe well, he just I got should. stickers in the bar. Maybe there's just stickers a in the bar, guys. <laughs> you know, this is a big place. Right? At least we... a picture of just us. Just me and you? Uh, yeah. Just <laughs> somewhere. Wow. Bro, you get together yeah. and yeah. take a, just a picture of us. These yeah. fuckers. <laughs> yes, we're recording. We're recording oh. at my home, uh, if nobody uh, realized that. We're not at the Union Club this week, but they're still amazing. We're going to be hitting them up soon as well. Yes. Um. But yeah, we're doing it at the old Brass Kraken Studios because Byron is one of those people that I feel comfortable enough to have in my home and uh, experience our alcohol and yeah. our uh, d- our pineapple fireball. It's one of the people that can know the layout of the compound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who actually knows about it and uh, knows our super secret, secret top location. Uh, top secret top, location. There you there. almost oh, said topless. Yeah. That was close <laughs> to topless location. Yeah. It was almost there. It, is the uh, market around here pretty, pretty, pretty straight? Like, but. What I mean by that is um, straightforward as family homes and stuff like that. Because I do know professional people like like Justin and stuff like that who have studios set up in their homes and they they live around here and they have you know uh, celebrities from you know coming in recording for them and stuff like that. Um, but like, the, yeah, just like kind of like the, the layout of the houses, uh, like kind of piggybacking on that. Um, like it feels that like I don't know like. Are houses with garages sexier than a house with like a Zoom room uh, at this point or having like a personal oh. office? Or is it really kind of just based on the person's preference? Yeah. What is the new hot trendy thing to have in your house? Yeah. I've what, had, I've had central, <laughs> central vacuum was a thing that people had uh, like 20 years ago. Yeah, central right. vacuum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do we have, and, and what honestly, the fuck is that? I don't even know what you're talking about. It is very yeah. cool. You could, you just, you have holes in your wall. You just plug yeah. a hose into and it just yeah. starts sucking. What? Yeah. 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 That's 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 dangerous if you got a teen no. boy in your house. More an adult, man. I'm just saying. I don't have one now. That's all I'm saying. Our air, they still make them. Our Airbnb had, had, had one. And it's just a small, it's like a, about big as a water heater sure. and it's just like a big suction device and they just run it matter of fact now i think they somehow run it through the what you got connected for your like yep. you have central air yeah it's it's easy yeah. to, it, dude what? they're it's super easy yeah. to install in a house so, it's so been, yeah it's you just go outside and you, do pump, you find weird shit like that or like 
fuck. Yeah, but but they were really cool years ago, and so yeah. you don't see them very much anymore. There yeah. has to be something. Yeah. What's the new trendy kind of thing? Oh, geez. Um, it, it is very much buyer dependent as far as what they're looking for. What is sure. what might be super cool to you is not right. cool Dungeons. to the next buyer. It doesn't yeah. quite. <laughs> I've seen I've seen those uh, the Zillow's gone wild. Uh, we yeah. were talking about yeah. super polls. Like we right. all know what's up. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a I think it's on Netflix. There's a show. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it's a it's a gal. Uh, I think it's in the UK, and she oh my god, she designs sex rooms now. That's, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the inter- that's all like she's an interior yeah, designer, yeah. and that's Sorry. all she does. Yeah. My brain just broke when you said that because I was like, what a great idea for a show just to go around and see like the weirdest shit that you in in houses for sale. Like I don't know what they came up with like doing this right but that would be a great idea well and that was even because like every uh every once in a while like some friends of mine we kind of like we'll go back and oh, back and forth looking at properties because mm-hmm. we were trying to buy a house at the same time right and so it was like oh look at this one this one's funny and then it's like the zillow gone wild where it's like oh yeah here's a fully furnished victorian house that may or may not be haunted we don't know for <laughs> sure but like if you look at this picture don't you kind of see something over there like that sort of thing or even like there was like uh, like it was marketed as a house in like Arkansas or Missouri or some shit, but it also had its own full prison, like <laughs> an actual full prison in it. And I'm oh. just like, you need to be a special, like you, like when you walk in, like when I walked into this house, like they really kind of front sold the backyard cause it's just beautiful. And so it was like the first like 18 pictures were just of that. And you see the rest of the house. <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, Oh shit, this has got a bar and it's got a garage, but it's not a garage. I've got plans for this. So I guess it does kind of depend on what the, the marketer or what the buyer is uh, looking for. Yeah. Uh, it recently, um, Central air, AC, some sort of a, a heat pump yeah, or, or air conditioning pump. unit that that has been a big driver. But mm-hmm. bathrooms and kitchens, those are the two, you know, will always be staples of what drives interest, what drives prices. If if now, like with a house with a house like ours, it's it was technically three bedrooms. I think I can almost put it to four bedrooms if I've finished the permitting. Don't don't worry about that. Um, but it <laughs> is um, looking at it that way. We've only got one bathroom. So I kind of felt that since it was us, just us and the cats and the cats have their own bathroom, so they don't have to worry about it. Like having one bathroom wasn't a deal breaker for us. Mm-hmm. But it seems like even if like you can add like even like a half bath, that seems to be really big, like especially with uh, uh, families that have got like a couple kids or something like that. That's huge. Uh, and even if a family doesn't have kids, but if they have if they're expecting guests, if they're if they host mm-hmm. family or friends or people from out of town, um, having that second bathroom, that's a huge, huge uh, increase right there. Jeff. Oh, you raise your hand. Hand, said, hand was up. expecting you to call on me. <laughs> I think I have a. I think I have a coaster question for All right, now. Sweet, yeah. And then I just thought maybe think you asked it. Yeah, but the, well, the, the one, the one for Alan, anyway. Byron. What would you say was your most unusual weird house you have sold? Yeah, do you got any weird ones yet? Um, I don't think I have any weird ones that I've sold either, either been on the buyer side or the seller side. I've had a few that I've, that I've shown to buyers, um, that have been, have been weird. I'm trying to remember. I don't know that there's anything. I I, I don't think there's anything fun that that would be worthwhile. Like there's been some weird stuff like why on earth is that there? Or, you know, other things. There was one that had a basement 
And then there was a so there was one that I showed. It was out on the peninsula. I don't remember exactly where. Of course um, it was. And it, <laughs> deep in the peninsula it, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah. He's gonna talk about an I, extra doorway into a I, basement. I don't think I'm telling you it's gonna be dark. I right? don't I don't think we heard banjos, but uh, uh, it, yeah. it was in the basement. It was a nicely finished basement, mm-hmm. but when we went to sort of one side where it was it was currently still being lived in by the sellers, oh. and so there was an office setup you know not dissimilar from here and so mm-hmm. uh we we were kind of touring around and and i kind of noticed a, a an interesting smell and then <laughs> but kept walking and then uh, one of the buyers one of my clients she was walking by and kind of noticed it as well and so ended up there was a door behind a door it was a very interesting i can't this is a, a non-visual medium but i can't really explain it very well there was a door around a corner behind another door okay yeah yeah yeah. Yep. we end up opening that door and that's the one no one it's wants the to du- it's, it's the yeah. duty room it's, yeah. it's, that's where we keep the pigs it was an entire <laughs> like there was the crawl space under the house but we're at basement level mm-hmm. so you're walking mm-hmm. into the side of the hill that yeah. the, and oh. it was an like an underground cavern oh. that a bat cave essentially but perfect it it was the precursor to a bat cave because it it was we had to we didn't go very far because we had to crouch down there was about maybe maybe two and a half to three feet of crawl space Mm -hmm. but as we're looking through there and then there we actually flipped a light switch and there are lights hung through this I don't know how far it went. It's back. a tunnel system to Dude, get to the neighbor's it house. Was, you know oh, how bad I want to go see this house right now. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit! It, you found the university place underground right there. That's yeah, it was. Uh, it was something. I, and again, we didn't go, to, but we saw like boxes and it was like they were using it as storage. But yeah. you know, you could, you could. I don't. I don't know what sort of foundational supports none. there are. Or what? None. 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 No, no, none there. <laughs> Motherfucker was just down there with yeah. a shovel and a just pick, and he's like, just "Oh, digging and a bucket." Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yep. it, it was. It was a very interesting sort That's of a. a it, it this was somebody be... fifty years ago. This was their project, and yeah. then they never finished it, never told anyone, so no one knew about it. It's yeah. just been there the whole time, and it was just a very nondescript door that you're just going to walk oh, into yeah. a closet or a bathroom or a whatever, and you open it, and all of a sudden you're now underground that's in the awesome. side of the hill. So I guess, I mean, that's, again, that, that's fun and exciting, but yeah, there, that was kind of the weirdest thing. Oh, like no, that yeah, that, that, the imagination's running wild already yeah. with that one. Dude, I just posted in our Discord while we were talking about it, um, Some well, it was, a, it was a news article I had from a while ago about, well, news article, it's from Cracked. It's not news, but it was definitely um, an article they, they posted, but it was a guy who had his own bat cave that he Used to have drug. There was a Zillow, Zillow Gone Wild <laughs> yeah, yeah. recently that had it went down into its own cave system. Yes. And I'm like, this is how you get Batman. Yeah. I wish I had a cave access to a cave system. If anybody does, please email me. Scott. Um, we did <laughs> have a coaster question. That I don't asked, think you want to go visit anybody that has a cave system. Oh, I definitely do. <laughs> um, yes, I do. Michelle asked, have you seen any houses with a moat? Because that is no. kind of like I win the lotto. I'm fucking making a moat. Like whatever house I get is gonna have a moat on it. Like I'm like that's like yeah my eccentricity like there with that one, dude. There was a, a reality show. Um, it was years ago. You know, within the last ten years, um, like a retired marine who wanted to build his own castle, and he brought his kids up yeah. to help him build his castle. It, it didn't go very well. <laughs> <laughs> but fair yeah. enough. Eh. 
Yeah. Uh, no, I have not seen one with a moat. I've had a couple where there's been a uh, a, a creek, a little a, a creek running down the mm-hmm. side. I oh, mean, very, very tiny, very mm-hmm. small. Mm-hmm. Um, n- not drawbridge worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've had a few of those. But no, no moats. Unfortunately, that does sound pretty cool. The one thing I've loved about buying uh, my own house, I mean, because like, if seriously, if you're like someone who's down just to to rent for the rest of your life, that's fine. Like the thing I love about owning my own house is the fact that I can fuck around with it and do right. stuff. Sure. Even though it's up to me to like fix things and figure out how to fix <laughs> I things. I know that fucking sucks. It does. <laughs> and it can, but it's really fun just to be able to be like, Hey, like, like with my studio right now or the rainbow room oh. or my, or my, you know, my fucking steampunk yeah. bar, like being able to turn it into something that, is unequivocally yours mm-hmm. is like the best part about it you, you know what you know what looks good on paper three bathrooms you know what doesn't look good in real life three fucking bathrooms <laughs> <laughs> you know you know, just having like one bathroom that you don't use right so like, just, like, we, we started court. you see those comedies like malcolm in the middle did, did an episode where they were cleaning out a closet and found out there was another toilet <laughs> in in there yeah. you know and and that's uh, about i could see it happening i yeah. always thought how fucking stupid of a premise who would do that fucking anybody who didn't need it yeah you know needed the space they got three boys they definitely need that extra bathroom good god yeah right (laughs) Uh, another coaster question this came from tacoma joe who said uh what's the most common reason for buyer's remorse or regret like uh, yeah that's a great question that is a really good question that is a great question uh and i think desperation is the Mm. the the first answer that comes to mind and Mm -hmm. again i don't think we're in that sort of position right now but yes in the last two years people any house we need anything we've lost we've lost out on 15 offers and we just we just we want to buy we need to buy whatever the situation might be for the buyers uh, we put in on 10, 12, 15 different homes and we've lost out. We've been outbid by $100,000 cash that we can't com- that we can't compete with. We sure. just we, here's a home. It's not what we want, but it's lower than our price point so that we can pay up to our price point and get it. And we can outbid everyone else, yeah. but it's not what we want, but at least it's something. Is it, like, does that lead into people wanting to kind of turn that around and sell that to find the one they want? Or do they feel like they're just trapped or stuck with that house at that point? It. it yes and no to, yeah. bo- to both. I mean, it, it depends sometimes if the goal to buy the house is to uh, is to be there for it. I don't imagine it's going to be your forever home. Yeah, probably not. So if you're going to be there for five, four to seven to eight years, then it may not be great, but you can turn it around. You you can, you know, do what you want to change the kitchens around, open up a wall, whatever that might be. And then four or five or six years from now, the market should be in a very similar place where you can, you now have equity in your home. Yeah. Uh, you can go ahead and turn around and sell that and you're going to make a little bit and then For you sure. can put that towards whatever it is now that you want and have the luxury of the time to do so. So you're not desperate. I, oh, sorry. Uh, one of the things that it just kind of remind me of is uh, like a lot of people, I don't know. And, and some people have said that this is kind of a fallacy of like, Oh, this is my, you know, my starter home, but I'm going to sell it and do something, do some improvements and move along with that. Uh, our philosophy with the house is that it's our house. We want to experience the best with it, but we want to upgrade it 
for us mm-hmm. and not for you know the person in the future. Um, but that's also be, that's also why we spend a lot of money on a lot of the bones stuff. So we got like the plumbing redone. We had to get the sewers um, redone because it was sinking our driveway. Mm-hmm. But also at that same point in time, they're like, well, you don't have to do the lining on the sewers and like because we're at the end of the line for those ones because um, it was concrete. Like Tacoma plumbing is really weird. Like get your plumbing and sewer absolutely 100% checked if you're doing stuff in Tacoma. I have a disclosure. Uh, our <laughs> office has a disclosure. If we're buying a home within the Tacoma city limits, Tacoma proper, uh, that you have a sewer scope done yes, uh, of the property too, yeah. because the Tacoma sewer system is old and not super so and, oh yeah and that was like the thing it's like it was built like for ours uh since our house was built in the 50s it was a concrete system that lasts about 70 years we're on that end <laughs> we're and they're like well there's nothing wrong with it now but you never know and since we're planning on staying this is our forever home so to speak we're we're like okay we'll plunk down the extra to get the silicone inside replacement that they do with these concrete tubes, um, but at the same point we didn't have to. But it was like it was a it was a huge cost, and it doesn't add to any sort of curb appeal because you're like, oh, it's a brand new sewer for people. I don't know if that's even sexy for like putting on a listing or anything, but it's something that we knew we needed to do at that point in time. It absolutely is uh, as part of a <laughs> listing because a buyer coming in, that's one less thing. Uh, if, if I'm showing a house or if I'm looking at something and we see that the roof was just replaced in 2020. Mm hmm. Awesome. That's probably if it's a composite roof, it's probably a, anywhere from a 20 to 40 year roof with a warranty. We're now buying it. It's a year and a half old. That's that's one less thing that likely you'll have to worry about yeah. for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, yes, having a, an upgraded sewer system, were you to list this house? That's absolutely something I'd want to put that's on there. That's good to know. Uh, because yeah, all new, right. we got all uh, new pipes, uh, too. That's huge. And yeah, like all new electric because they made us do it yeah. or made them do it. So like we wanted to make sure like the bones were really good for the house. But that's also because we just wanted to live here. Like we sure. plan on staying here, which I mean, credit to the wife for sticking and sticking to it with Tacoma. Like, you know, good on <laughs> her on that <laughs> end. Um, but yeah, it was just like one of those things like, well, we're doing it for us. We're not doing it because we're going to sell it in like five or 10 years. Yeah. But even at that point in time, it's like if we were going to sell it in like five years, we weren't going to do that because, well, you know, it might last and it might be fine. And then it's going to be somebody else's problem. <laughs> Which, I don't know, it, it seems bad, but also, well. Well, and you modernized it because you're doing this. Yeah. In here with, yep. And it doesn't seem, and you're doing, and it's, you're doing a great job. So I think, Thank I think you. you, you really did bring this uh, uh, house around. Well, we had, Mexico. we had like 1950s windows. Right. That we just got done. Shout out to Rusty and RCF. Yeah. Nice. Like right he on. came in and replaced the windows and that was like, it's phenomenal. Like we can yeah. open up our windows. We literally couldn't open up like 80 to 90 percent of the windows in this house <laughs> uh to your point real quick about you changed the plumbing or the, the plumbing and the sewer because you were going to live here forever and, mm. and maybe if you you know you weren't going to do it if you're only going to be here for a few years yeah i do get questions a lot from po- folks who are looking to sell maybe you know next month maybe in six months maybe in six years mm-hmm. and they say what what should i do should i upgrade my kitchen should i upgrade my oh, bath yeah, what yeah, what yeah. should i do and my answer is if if you what would you want if you're mm-hmm. if you're going to be in this house for the next 10 years you may, it may be 2 years if you're going to be in this house for the next 10 years what would you like to what would you want your your 
quality of life to be, if, if your answer is, well, I would love a new kitchen, then again, oh, yeah. if, it, if it's financially, if you can do it, if that's what you're going to do anyways, if you're asking me what you should do in order to sell your house, my answer is, what do you, what would you want? So that way you can enjoy it. If you're not going to sell for five years from now, great. 2027, you're going to put your house up for sale. Awesome. What do you want? How, how do you want to live for the next five years? Fair. If you yeah. can, if you can, if you know, uh, there's, you know, a HELOC home equity line of you take that out. If you, you know, you can, you'll recoup that money when you sell, uh, or refinance, et cetera, but take out that wall and upgrade your kitchen, put in that extra bathroom, uh, you know, add in whatever it might be. So that way you're going to enjoy your life mm -hmm. for the next three, four, five, right. ten years, sure. and you're going to enjoy it. And then yes, it will still carry that value when you sell and you're not doing all of this. And then you sell your, you, you know, you, then you upgrade the kitchen and the bathroom and then you sell. And now you've lived for four years or five years without those upgrades. <laughs> and yeah, now you're selling for it a little bit. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. And you know what? We do. We both, me and my wife, both drive small cars. And we bought the house because it has this great big driveway that you could park like four oh, trucks. Yeah. And, and yeah, you got a great big driveway. And we just park our little cars way up by the house. <laughs> and I love it because all my life and my grown up life, it's always been apartments and always been in, in, uh, in our last house. It was like I said, it was a manufactured home and in a park. So you could barely park one car let alone two mm -hmm. let alone three so it was always everybody getting out moving cars so man i that was the selling point was like look how big that driveway is and it's like for different <laughs> people that. too because i see that driveway yep. and first off it's perfect yep. when people come over right because everyone can like park it. right there not stuck in the cul-de-sac sort of thing like that right. and even just like thinking in terms of like how you want to live with it like we want to do replace our kitchen um but that that turned into sewer money but like eventually like it's going to be one of those things we want to yep. do but yeah you want to be able to experience mm -hmm. all of those things that you really like yeah uh tacoma joe actually had another question along those lines too okay. was um what power does a buyer have that they don't commonly know about like negotiation uh, negotiating for ac for example or something along those lines sure uh well that is actually a great question that's something i did want to uh, scott i think you and i yep. talked about it before we started that's yep. actually a, a great question thanks joe uh Right now, so in the last two, going back 24, 26 months, buyers didn't really have any sort of power. Mm -hmm. uh, it's here's my money and I hope I get it. <laughs> that was your power. That your was money. it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Money. That was it. And, and hope it's enough. Yep. But uh, what we're, where we're at now, again, more of a level market, what we're seeing is, again, as we talked earlier, uh, days on market are much longer, mm -hmm. 10, 12, 14, 20, 30 days, and sellers getting a little bit more motivated, a little bit maybe desperate in depending on their situation. And so what a seller may do is a price drop. So instead of a $500,000 house, it's now a 480 house. Mm -hmm. So, which is, can be fine. It can get more eyes on it. It now falls into search parameters for, for more buyers, et cetera. Seems like a really nice thing. It does. It, it, it seems like a nice thing. Something, if, if you're a seller, what I would advise you to do is chat with your agent ahead before you do a price drop and, and consider what's called a, a seller buy down uh, rate buy down for the buyer. Oh, and so that's something that a buyer could come in and negotiate with. So let's say your your uh, let's say a five hundred thousand dollars house is out of your budget, mm -hmm. but you can afford something a little bit less, or we can negotiate and work with your lender for uh, wherever interest rates are. If you can buy down half a percent, that may oh, put you that may get you to afford that five hundred thousand dollars house, but you're not at a at a five and a half percent interest rate, you're now at a 5% because you're buying down half the percent. 
what may work, it, it'd be a win-win for everybody is if you can negotiate and, and this is where having an experienced agent comes in, your agent can talk to the listing agent and see how, how interested the sellers may be on instead of doing a price drop. Hey, we can't afford the 500 right now, but it, would your seller be interested? Your, your house has been on the market for 35 days with no activity. We're very interested, but would your seller be interested in buying down our rate half a percent? And that's something that you can negotiate. And again, I've got numbers and stats on, on my website and, and thing. Again, I'm not a mortgage lender, but I, ha I have these, this information from a lender and I can connect folks with, with lenders to talk about these strategies. Mm -hmm. But that's something that I would advise to, to look at and negotiate with because and people wouldn't have any idea at that point. No, you, unless you're in the know. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I didn't so, know yeah. I could do that. That's, this is our rate. This is what we have and this is what we have yeah. to pay, but it's all, it's all money in the sandbox, <laughs> but how how do we shift that money to benefit everybody? So again, where it benefits the seller, it may sound like it, the seller is just paying money to help the buyer. But if we take that example of a $500,000 house, instead of dropping it to four eighty, which now is going to help the buyer, now the seller is you know potentially just round numbers on paper. They're gonna their seller net is four hundred eighty thousand now. Mm -hmm. Where at five hundred thousand, their seller net is five hundred thousand, but the buyer can't afford it. So if the seller spends nine grand out of closing to buy down the buyer's rate. That is less than the 20 grand that they're going to drop right there. Just looking yep. at exactly. those straight numbers. And the sell the buyer is now going to save 150 bucks a month on their mortgage and they can now afford <sighs> that's it. That's a lot. Dude. So it's, yeah. there, there's a lot of ways to go about it. So that's one of the biggest things we're seeing now is seller buy downs. In, we're seeing a lot of price drops. But again, I would advise if you're, if you're listing a home and it's not selling and it's been on the market for two weeks. You should have had a conversation ahead of time before you listed with your agent of what do we do if. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. You should have yeah. that in place. Mm -hmm. What do we do if we get to two weeks and it hasn't sold? What I would advise if you're in that position or you're getting ready to list with your agent, have that conversation and then bring up the idea of potentially a seller buy down as opposed to a price drop. Mm -hmm. um, it's not perfect and either, you know, it's not a, a cookie cutter solution to all problems, but it's something that you should at least entertain. It's an option. It's an option. Yeah. And like you should have as many options as possible yep. because you want to get the highest return on this investment. Like literally like property is an investment yes. and you, you should always be looking at it like that. It Absolutely. Is, it is the single greatest way to, to, to build wealth. There's yeah, no, right. there's no other way to do and it. And I mean, like literally like you have estate. like Americans have been sold yes. on the dream of having a home. Like, like that is what you have. That's like the pinnacle. And if it is not for you, then absolutely don't worry about that. Sure. Cause there's plenty of other options you have. If you sure. want to rent for the rest of your life, go for it. Like well, I don't, don't have yeah. any issues well, on that. You don't necessarily have to own a house to, or, right. or even cause I, 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 I rent, mm -hmm. but I, I uh, invest in real estate. I, I think real estate is one of the best investments you can do. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. but you, you can still be interested in real estate, and there's so many different ways to invest or buy or mm -hmm. sell um, or own or rent. or I mean, there's just so many different ways that you can get uh, you can get into real estate, not just owning your own home, right? So. And it's like, I mean, but like, then you look looking at, uh, I mean, not the only thing, but part of that's like the landlord experience. Some of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's I don't ways. want to deal with that, man. <laughs> but no, no, dude, there sure. are literally other ways to do it. Oh. Like, if, if you're into stocks, um, just the easy, one of the easiest ways, if you're a stock person, there are uh, real estate investment trusts, REITs, they call mm -hmm. them, that you can buy shares of just like an EFT or, or a really? mutual fund wow. or a stock. Yeah, and, and a lot of them pay dividends. 
Byron's. I'm not uh, an investment person. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not yeah, giving we're investment not, advice. We're not professionals. I mean, Byron's a professional. Contact him. He knows a lot of other people sure. about stuff. Uh, probably not the real estate stock right. exchange, but Jesus. But there are there are many ways to invest in real estate um, without actually being a a, um, a landlord. Yeah. Or, yeah. Fair, yes, fair. yes. And I, I really encourage people to look into it because for me, like, because I, I enjoy investing money. And that's one of my hobbies, I guess you'd say. Um, I, I feel like real estate, especially over the last year, uh, real estate is one of the only things in my portfolio that's made money. Over the last year, my stock portfolios went down double digits, right? Jeez. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> I think I mean, most people's have. Like even, a, a lot yeah. of people are kind of like, I mean, you mentioned that we're not going to get the, you know, at least it's not looking like a 2008 bubble burst at this point in time. But like looking at it, like there is a general, I mean, obviously there's a fear all of the time of, of having something like that happen. And we know like the volatility of everything, especially in the last like two years or so, just how things can break down. But it's like, I don't know. It seems like one of those things that if you're investing in it, obviously understand what's been going down or at least you do do a lot of research when it comes down to all of that. Every investment you should do research, regardless of what you're putting in your money, you Mm -hmm. should do your research before. And I mean, mean, there's risks with everything, but real estate is one of the most stable ways to invest your money and again if you're going to be living in the in the your investment then great you're getting yeah. to enjoy those benefits Even while your portfolio I'll, ideally grows sure. i'll be honest i was Plus like the tax benefits of of owning your investment <laughs> yes well, huge. well i've been yeah. just like looking like so, and i like i got to talk to a tax guy too because yeah. it's just like this is so much fun watching my house property go up that's kind of cool and then taxes come right. and they're like hey yeah. guess what you owe? you owe a little bit more and i'm like wait what? that's, that's bullshit yeah, yeah that's what's scary and us and we're we're trying to prepare for that if the taxes get too high where we live whether whether it's going to be worth it or not it jumped that it appreciation's up it's a good thing right, right? oh wait yeah. is it a good thing yeah it jumped up i mean like our mortgage jumped up about 80 bucks and i was like mm-hmm. what the fuck i budgeted for this other thing what the hell right. and they're yeah. like well yeah uh your property's going up and i'm like yeah but that's just a fun number right? <laughs> that's just cool to look at right they yeah. don't have to worry about that i'm not selling it oh no never never mind also it's growing where we live too but they're not putting in more single dwellings it's all apartment style there and i mean like even with like i mean the housing market in tacoma has been pretty contentious at this point in time because they've even been pushing to uh allow um like a single family like lot having like extra like uh uh, houses or like mother-in-laws or something like that because the way the the, a lot lot of the families are structured Mm -hmm. you want to have multiple uh establishments and something like that or even like with like galt middle school right now that's being torn down and turned into sort of like a housing plaza conglomerate sort of thing which is really super cool but it'll be interesting to see how that works in terms of the population because i know even in our neighborhood there was a proposed maybe possible like 60 unit apartment on a corner near us and one of my neighbors is like what the hell are they going to park i'm like they might have parking there but yeah probably not and you got to deal with that sort of population explosion as well it's kind of like it's always dynamic always changing yep but one of the big things is that like everyone needs housing like I feel like everyone should be able to afford housing, and if there's going to be a price drop, whether it be in you know how the interest rates have changed, is going to you know affect that and kind of make it still kind of expensive. I feel like housing at the base level should not be like a prohibitive cost for everybody else, and like if it's apartments, cool. If it's like townhouses, cool. If it's like single f- family dwellings, like have them all so that 
everyone can live somewhere. Absolutely. And again, that's been the the hot button issue for a couple of years now with just about every city you can imagine um, figuring out how to take a plot of land that has already been developed and short platting it into more a higher density living situation, whether it be putting ADUs mm-hmm. on the property or tearing down this duplex to build a fourplex and, and yeah. or, you know, any number of combinations. Yeah. And again, cities are, are currently looking at that for their growth plan and to change the permitting to make it again, less prohibitive for developers to, to do that. I think that's one of the biggest problems with the homeless population right now yeah. is just a uh, house pricing right well yeah the house pricing is just terrible uh i feel that like even tacoma itself is like working pretty hard even just doing trying to do like the tiny home stuff Mm -hmm. and working along those lines so it's kind of cool i like the fact that you're keeping on tabs with like uh the up council and stuff like that along those lines because like seeing like how close university places to uh like jblm and just like the fact that up back in the day was a little bit more uh, it felt like a little bit more kind of like the North Tacoma, like it's close to the water, a little bit more uh, expensive areas, especially now that they've got the the big old fancy ass golf course and they've mm-hmm. had that for some for quite With some time now. The resort that's currently being being built, ground is broken on the resort there. So. Really? Yeah. Nice. Wow. So, so yeah, they're doing a lot with that then there, but at the same point, they've got a lot of traditional family homes yep. in a lot of the areas that would work great for people. It just Get those prices and figure it all out. I don't know what's going on with well, that. Well, but... <laughs> one, one thing to touch on just real quick. I don't see prices going down mm-hmm. at least much. Again, we were talking about maybe sellers feeling, feeling scared. They missed the market and, yeah, and maybe sure. they missed out on 10 or 15 grand. And that's not the end of the world at the end of the day. But one thing also to kind of dovetail on that last question of where what sort of power do buyers have also in the, in recent history, we haven't been able to really use uh, what's called down payment assistance or down payment resource, mm-hmm. which are either state or federally funded programs for yeah. mostly first time home buyers, but you're eligible for, for DPR after I, I believe it's three or five years living in your primary residence. You can potentially use that again. Oh, nice. Potentially there's, you know, sure. a whole there's, yeah, loop in, on that anyways, loop, but like, yeah, yeah um, something to look into. Exactly. Right. But, right. but what it is, uh, is, a lot of people, they're, they're renters and they say, I would, I, I can pay three grand a month for my rent because that's what I'm paying, but I can't get approved for a mortgage because I don't have $60,000 in the bank to yeah. put in a down payment or yeah. this or that. So I, I could afford the mortgage. I just can't get a loan or get a mortgage. And so there's down payment resource and down payment assistance. It's the same thing, DPA, DPR, depending mm-hmm. on where you see it. Um, that is available, which we can now use because historically in the last two years, sellers have, you haven't really had the chance, but with a, with an agent, I have information again on my website, but I can help guide first time home buyers through that. And a lot of them are forgivable. So if you're in the home, so you're going to get 15 grand to put towards closing or to put towards your down payment. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the home for five years, it's forgivable. A majority of them, if they're non forgivable, they're also 0% interest. So here's $15,000 with zero yeah. interest. It's awesome. And you can eventually roll that into a refi or, you know, when you sell, that gets paid off. But And Tacoma and TPU in uh, specifics have a lot of really good programs when it comes down to upgrading your home. Yep. When it comes down to, we were talking about stuff like heat pumps or I was talking about like windows. They have even a little bit of the solar aspect of it too. Mm-hmm. But look into those things because there are literally points where they're like we will pay you or we will pay for it and just get the money back on the selling of it so if you're if you feel that you don't have a chance or you're not 
able to actually buy a house for whatever reason, but you want to still look into that because at the simple fact of the matter is it's like, okay, no, we got this. And with our mortgage lenders, we were able to do certain things and they were able to jump through a couple of hoops to figure some things out. We were able to make it and they're like, oh yeah, you just need to save up this amount. We did that, boom, and everything started the ball rolling. We were able to get into the house that we love. It's not unattainable. Yep. It's just you've got to figure out how to use the system to your advantage. I, I have some buyers that I'm uh, – a couple of different folks I'm working with that they they reached out, said, I want to buy, want to buy a house. I got them connected with a lender, uh, one that I trust and work with, and turns out their credit was not quite where it yeah. needs to be. Mm-hmm. So they are working on that. So they're going to be eligible here probably December, January. One of them also started their own business. So that's a whole other thing as far oh, as providing. Gosh, yeah. So the two years, it's, it's a, again, a we, whole- had, we had a friend who was <laughs> trying to buy, who was buying a house. It got approved and everything. And she's like, well, crap, I can't sell. I can't buy a motorcycle right now. No. And it's literally because you can't make any major purchases oh, during this time because you right. got to wait it out. Yeah. That was the big surprise to us that we put just the end of the envelope, basically, of how much you need. They said, okay, you're going to need to be around that. And I think there was a couple iffy things that we had they wanted from us. Um, as far as money that put us over that. And that got scary for a couple. Yeah. Because you don't realize, oh, uh, or like you suddenly have like a big like car repair bill or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. You're like, well, okay, we need to keep track of all these things to make sure that you're still on track to buy this house. I, I have heard stories from other agents firsthand who either were on the buyer side or the seller side, either way, where a deal has fallen through at the 11th hour because the buyers are no longer uh, qualified for the financing because they were going from renting like a studio apartment to this four bedroom house. And so they went out and bought like 12 grand worth of furniture so they could furnish the house. Uh-huh. And now that 12 grand on your credit card that yeah. you're paying is now has now hit and your lender, they every day lender They're and title are checking time. your, yeah. your every day. And all of a sudden two days before closing, when every, everything is lined up clear to close, you're ready to go. And all of a sudden you have now put 15 grand, you bought a boat, you bought an RV, you bought furniture. Right. Like you don't think anything. I, I'm going to need furniture to live in my house. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and buy it. You need to wait. And you, <laughs> you need to wait, wait, wait until the County has recorded. Then buy your furniture, sleep for the first night on a sleeping bed, like yep, whatever you yep, have to do but, for a couple of days. But all of a sudden financing <laughs> fell through because oh, they brutal. now no more, no longer qualify for that, for that loan. So. And, oh, and also that, well, that's why we got the house. Also, we were third on the list and we told our, our, our realtor how much we liked it. And she goes, yeah, we'll try. We, you're third. And I thought it's going to be gone. I said, this beauty, you know, this yeah. beauty, no again. and I guess, the, but I think the first one backed out and the second one lost qualification. And, and then we got, see, look at that. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. So if you think you might have a chance or you want to, like, if you want to do that, Think very hard about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, listen and think about the fact that, you know, you're building a house, you got to fix, or not building a house, but you got to make a house, you got to do your own shit. But also, they try, I, I do have some, uh, I know some people have gotten in trouble because they say, oh, we'll just put it on the back end. We'll put it on the back end. Uh, when they think, no, you don't need that much. You don't need to save that much. No, no. We'll just, we'll, oh, we'll cover this and we'll put it on the back end. That they was don't the 2008 understand. bubble, man. That was a lot of that that came down because of that. It's because it's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. Like, yeah, you'll, you'll be able to buy it right away. You might have a high hidden interest rate, but don't right. worry about mm-hmm. that. You got to think about your future when it comes down to that. Right. And like when that recession hit, like it, 
fucked a lot of people and suddenly they were again like that term underwater yep. they yeah. were stuck with that and that was like more like looking I'm, I'm looking at my house I'm looking at it as a forever home it's not going to be a turnaround sort of thing it's like I can ride the wave at this point if shit goes a little south and right. you got to look at that in that long term and a lot of people don't do that no. that's why you need an expert like fire <laughs> well, well, to kind of it. like ask those questions and yeah, see what's going on yeah, and if you have any ifs, because I know, again, a lot of people who go in on it, well, if I get this new job, if I get this, oh, we'll, yeah, we'll be able, yeah. and, and you know, they're signing Can't all the plan papers. On those. Yeah, no, right? should, the more the ifs should be like, what happens if I lose my job? Exactly. What happens if I have to do this and this and that and figure it all out? Yeah, yep. It's like the legit biggest pers- purchase that most people are going to make in their life, right? Yes, absolutely. You, you, you need to have all your fucking ducks in a row. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You need to talk to someone like Byron. You yes. go to his website, yeah. com. Yep. Make it all happen. Byron, seriously, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Like, I can't wait to play some board games with you and hang out just in a non-professional sort of standpoint, yeah, but very look, looking uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Very this excited. Was, this was awesome. I would yeah. love to have you on again. Yeah. Or we'll even we'll on be gathering basis. some more of yeah. our, uh, our friends and uh, people sure. doing those uh, drunk-ass coaster questions, which yeah. they can do on the Patreon or just send us an email info at gridcitypodcast.com to ask about those because this is an ever-changing landscape and yep. literally in three months things might go crazy and uh i mean i'm going to keep you on the horn on that sort of thing and be like if anything goes nuts or you see a sort of trend changing we can have you on to talk about those sort of things well just to throw this out like i, I talk about investing but i know um a, just a, a a new recent thing that's been going on is uh, um people investing uh or large companies buying blocks of houses i know i see you just taking it head he yeah. closed his eyes and shook his we head we talked about that a little yes. bit back on one of yes. our more drunken uh yes. escapades when you were on a I, while was, back yeah mm-hmm. it was last year that i stopped by that night yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was about about the whole redfin thing which Red, has come out to be like true right Z- uh, zillow zillow yeah it, it, it was a whole iBuyer <laughs> s- scenario which zillow got their hand slapped last year which there's a whole other thing that's kind of happening now so the short version is yeah they were buying a number of properties in a zip code in a neighborhood and and price they and then they would sell them for an increased price and so when people would look on Zillow to get their zestimate and they would say oh mm-hmm. my, my home's up $100,000 and yep, it's like I do that a lot and, and, and <laughs> so exactly <laughs> you are not alone yeah. uh, and I would get calls all the time or, or messages from friends yep. and family and it's like oh I bought 2 years ago and now I my home is doubled and yep. the a lot of the reason for where we're at now is because of that iBuyer artificial inflation mm. of you you spend a billion dollars and you buy 40 different homes in a zip code in a neighborhood and then you start selling those at higher and higher prices well now when agents when when my up. when myself i'm for a buyer or or i'm going to put on a listing i'm doing i'm pulling comps pulling comparables in an area well i'm seeing that prices are yeah this one just sold last week for x amount and this one also is is comparable and that sold two weeks ago for x amount so yeah yours should fall right in that in that line so there has been that escalation because of the i buyers and the corporate buyers coming in there's been just dropping there's been a couple houses in my like area when i'm like there's no way that i should be going for that amount yep for Uh, that amount and uh, then it, it really does so See, yeah, I, yeah. numerous See, topics. You gotta get, you gotta get people. We'll get you back <laughs> on to talk about that. Seriously, thank you guys, everyone, yeah. for listening to us. You can find all of our stuff, all of our old episodes Ooh. at gridcitypodcast.com. You can shirts and stickers, shirts and stickers. I want to give a shout out to the mother in law who did buy a couple oh, of our t shirts. She bought, right. she bought a fuchsia beer. 
Nice t-shirt. That's a good one. I have yeah, one of those. It's amazing. And then a long sleeve Grit City podcast with the logo on Ooh, it. Cool. Like, yeah, really cool. Gritcitypodcast.com. Yep. Ooh. You can find it there. You can find links to our Discord so you can listen to us live. Thank you, everyone who is listening to us live today. And also, you can find, like I said, all of our old episodes, our links to our Patreon, which gets you the special links and the discount codes to the awesome art that Jeff does. Does. If you want to see us Thank in you. person, we will be October 22nd at the Grit City comic show at the greater tacoma convention center we'll have stickers there to sell we'll have t-shirts and if you're a patron and you show up we'll uh, jeff will give you a kiss oh i don't know about that well we'll figure out something along i think you'll be lots of different ways to get in touch with us seriously we're gonna have byron on again byronpullen.com to get all the information you'll be able to get uh his blog and uh, be able to check out all the different breweries so if you're just interested in drinking beer around here it's a good yeah, idea to do that. Beer, man. Yeah, Jeez, that's a whole separate subject. Yeah, that's a whole different one. That's a nice teaser, cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you need need beer or or food recommendations, local spots to hit up, let me know. I'm always finger on the pulse. That's it. Trying to. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, and thank you everyone for listening. And stay gritty. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. <laughs>